Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 99th episode, 99 of the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially our motherfucking hero, Great Ocon. I'm Luke, my, I am the host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is uh, my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy, and hello to everyone out there. And, you know, normally we have like a cursing warning, which which Luke's really worried about. Yelling warning on this episode. So oh, I'm just yeah. saying, there's going to be yelling because we're both fired up about a bunch of shit that happened that's New Japan related, but like not. But it is. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get into it. It's going to be great. This is a fun episode. And as you mentioned, it is episode 99. So that means that episode 100 is our next episode. We got something big planned. And it's a coincidence that it actually lines up with something that we're going to talk about today. But we can't tell you. You got to listen because there's going to be fun stuff on that episode that's coming oh. out very soon. Very, very, very soon. Oh, man. I'm so excited for episode 100. But, uh, yeah, we, I don't usually count the episodes, but uh, I haven't been keeping count until, like, <laughs> last episode when you said, like, I can't it's like count 98, dude. So, you know, the, luckily the, the app counts it for me because I could not count that high. Well, I think you can count that high, but that would just be boring. Like one, two, three. Oh, man. Four, Here's four. a time when that's not boring, Luke, is that uh, there is a professional wrestler in my area named John Murray. And John Murray used to make up his own rules. They were called the John Murray Pro Rules Match. And one of the rules was a count out on the outside is to 100. And so, like, many times in a match, he'd be fighting on the outside, and the ref gets to 99, and he rolls back in, and then rolls right back out, and the, and the ref's like, shit, one, two. <laughs> it sounds like when, you, you, when you're playing uh, any type of game with a kid, and that kid's, like, making up rules as they go along and shit. Absolutely, because they're yeah. losers. They're little, little losers that can't, can't stand losing because they lose. Fucking dum-dums. I will crush them at every game. <laughs> Fuck you. You want to win? You beat me. Then you get the That's satisfaction. Right. You don't want yeah. me to let you win. Because if I let you win, you're going to be like, that was way too easy. Let me win. I know. No satisfaction it's, in that. It's like giving the homeless food. Come on. Make them work for it. You know, bootstraps. Yeah. I'm pretty sure after I started beating my old man at chess, we stopped playing. And I didn't play for like decades after that. <laughs> I used to dominate my dad at chess, and I realized he was just letting me win. So, yeah. <laughs> look how I turned out. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so we have lots of show to cover tonight. Uh, <laughs> Hyper Battle. Which we'll which we will talk about. We were there because we're the op phantoms of Corican Hall, of course. But we're getting way way ahead of ourselves because there's ways all you lovely people can contact us. We are on the Tweety. Yes, I am there at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is there at Drusifer Tweets, and collectively we're on there at Never Open Pod. But if you want to send us an email or a voice email. You can do that too, neveropenpod at gmail.com. Also, we have new shirts and merch, and I have some of that on the way. Uh, actually, uh, Charity and I both got some stuff. Because we're, we're never as fuck, and we're waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> well, it has to be fucking shit to us, dude. But, uh, you know, shout out to Jay, who I, I saw uh, rocking a never as fuck shirt and looking never as fuck at the same time. So thank you, Jay. And you can get our shirts. We've got a Teespring store. 
So uh, there'll be a link somewhere on our Tweety for that. Do it. Buy our shit. There's no never merch on the New Japan site. Remember when they had the fucking fanny packs, dude? Yeah. They can get an intercontinental one. You can get a, a, a world title one. You could get miscellaneous, but you couldn't get fucking the never open gold. I was like, I don't even mm. like fanny packs, but if I could get the never one, I would have gotten that for sure. You know, we could we could probably do that. You know, it's it take a lot of work, but that that's uh you know our our website does offer fanny packs, so that's right. what we could do. We could do that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck you, Cold. New Japan. Let's do it ourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. And uh, I guess uh, everyone kind of already knows, but it needs to be mentioned on this show for prosperity because it is awesome. Posterity There's... or prosperity? Fuck both. off. <laughs> <laughs> I say both. Both and fuck off, yeah. All three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So if anyone's listened to uh, a few episodes of the Never Open Podcast, they would know that one of our favorite wrestlers is the great Okan. Yes. He is an inspiration to us both. And I remember waking I – think, I think you sent me the link to this originally. Someone did. And I just looked it up, and I was like, What? the fuck keep reading is this for real yeah it's for real bitch are you for real bitch are you for real that's right yeah <laughs> it's our hero greater khan well he sees this uh young girl who's about to get freaking abducted by this lecherous old pervert piece of shit and greater khan's like uh <laughs> no that's not happening. So he kind of like subdues this guy. It's like, in, make sure the cops come. Make sure he calls the freaking girl's mother as well so the mother comes. Cops take this piece of shit garbage away. <laughs> mother comes to pick up a daughter. And they're like, she's like, oh, thank you, thank you, stuff. And she's like, and he's like, and they're like, oh, who are you? She's, he's like, I'm Great Khan, and you can fuck watch yeah. me wrestle. And fuck yeah, so cool as a motherfucking cucumber, this guy just, like, I don't need reasons to love this man. I already do, but here's another one. This man saved a young girl uh, from being assaulted or kidnapped, whatever the fuck. It, it, it's not good, whatever whatever it was that this person was trying to do. I said person, but I think piece of shit garbage is a lot better descriptive for this person. Uh, yeah and uh yeah so the i can't remember where it was that it happened but the prefecture in which the incident took place was just like great account fuck yeah man here's uh not keys to the city but here's like a, a certificate of um you being Auth- it's awesome. authenticity yeah it's certificate of authenticity that you are in fact great yes that <laughs> it is true official what, so. what a freaking awesome story because you know someone got saved from being assaulted it was great okan cool as a cucumber and, and then like we'll talk about it when we talk about the uh, hyper battle show but uh <laughs> he takes the certificate with him there and I'm like <laughs> how's he supposed to be a freaking heel after a story like that oh my god and, uh, heels need stuff to gloat about so now he's got this to gloat about yeah. and um 
Luke, can we do a little role play? Okay. Um, I'm not playing I'm, the garbage, it, dude. It, no, here's how this is going to work. Uh, would you rather be a random person or would you rather be Great Ocon in this uh, scenario? So you tell me which one do you want to play? I'll be a rando. Oh, okay. All right. So you're going to answer the phone and I just saved your daughter. That's the scene. All right. So who's calling who? Am I calling Great Ocon or like, are you calling oh, me? You're, I'm calling you because I am Great Ocon and I just saved right. your daughter. Right. Hello? We're Osprey, Jeff Cobb, Hinari, Great Ocon. Um, who, who is this? Hello? United Empire. <laughs> Um, are you selling me something? Because I, I don't want any. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, look, uh, miss, Mr. Guy, um, that guy that we don't name that often, but we occasionally do now, uh, I'll read it out. He wrote a fucking funny tweet. Uh, there were so many women at Corican last night. Goes to show if the great protector is in the building, women feel safe knowing perverts around the world shall be dealt with by the actual Batman. So, uh, <laughs> and like maybe it's a little funnier because he's the one that sent it, or maybe yeah. it's a little not funnier because he's <laughs> the one that sent it. So, <laughs> and, uh, boom, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luke, uh, that's not the only amazing thing that happened this week. We also, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling's been kind of experimenting with some things. Uh, you know, recently they did a, like, live sleep-in where you could just watch Hiromu sleep. <laughs> Don't mm -hmm. know why, but they also posted this, this, like, dating show thing. It's like a reality dating show starring Taichi. Um, and uh, if you go to our Instagram page, I have posted uh, videos, various videos from it. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It is absolutely hilarious because, like, the gimmick of it is is that Tai Chi is unsure and he's lonely. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. And this girl, he ends up getting rejected. But he has this, like, plan. So they're out on the date. You know, they go to different things. There's there's a scene where he's, like, playing with puppies. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then basically they're out on a date and they get attacked by Dookie. <laughs> it's so funny. You sent me little clips of this dude and it shows like <laughs> Tai Chi and this lady walking down past some shops and stuff, just doing date shit. And then as they walk past, fucking Doki sticks his head out like a little cartoon <laughs> villain. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What that's going on here? What are they doing? <laughs> I... Meanwhile, just, all this is going on. That's not enough. No, there has to be another layer to this. What is this extra layer? So th this is like where I, I am happy that I don't know Japanese, but also really want to know Japanese at the same time, because we have Kanemaru mm. and Desperado giving live commentary, well, live taped commentary or whatever, in little boxes in the top right and left corners of the screen. And they have an audience, so they are just fucking crushing it like with jokes right and left and this audience is like oh my god you're so funny you're right tai chi's silly <laughs> it's awesome yeah. so i enjoyed that i woke up one day and that was just up there and i was like um oh, i'm off today i'm gonna watch this real quick and i had the best day ever that day it was so <laughs> 
I mean, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on New Japan World. I, I really love that, and I will never forget it. But go to our Instagram page. It's at NeverOpenPod, and you'll see all those videos. Or just watch it on New Japan World because it's really funny. I'm telling you. It's good shit. It is real. I woke up to my chat feed to, to Mr. Guy, and it's all these weird little videos. So I'm kind of, like, not awake yet, and I'm watching these. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did he get this? And then, obviously, you tell me. I'm like, there's no way this is a thing that exists. Go to New Japan World. Oh, yep, there's 30 minutes of it. Holy <laughs> shit. Do you think it's like, you know, New, like uh, if, if uh, AEW has like a fucking uh, New Japan guy on the show, like, you know, a couple, it, maybe the next day, they'll have that AEW match on World. You know, same with Impact and shit. You reckon yeah. that's the same thing? Like Taichi did this, did 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 this show or whatever, and they put it on, or did New Japan actually make this? I hope New Japan made this because I, it's I so don't think funny. so. Yeah, I think the first, uh, you know, the former is the correct. Mm. But at the same time, who knows? I mean, if they start doing this kind of shit with the wrestlers, I would love that. And you know what would be a funny one is Tanahashi. That one <laughs> <laughs> would be really funny, and uh, especially if he had like. I don't know, Wado and Taguchi in the corners, you know, talking shit about it. That would be pretty fun. New Japan World, if you want to do 3J Dad's Gym, oh! we'll write, we'll, we will write yeah. that shit for We already you. wrote it. We've already wrote Dude. like a whole season. So. No, we've written like fucking two, two and a half seasons of that it's shit true. with the help it's of true. the uh, lovely people who follow us on the Tweety uh, because we'll just, <laughs> you know, there'll be a normal house show tag match going on. And then one of the dads will be in it, and it just starts this whole diatribe. And then anyone who's online and awake at the time <laughs> who wants to just will just chime in with dumb ideas that are not dumb, they are genius. So Absolutely. yes. Now before we okay. move on from happiness that makes us happy, I want to segue into the opposite of that because I am looking on my screen right now at New Japan World. It's Windy City Riot, April sixteenth, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah. It's got Jay White on it. There's Ishii there. There's John Moxley and uh, uh, that Will dude. There's uh, Jeff Cobb on there. Brody King's there. Hey, even Juice. Hey, it looks cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, when's that on? I can, yeah, fuck yeah, I can tune in and put on that. It's a pay-per-view, and it's 24.4, according to the screen I'm watching, dollary fucking dues. I'm like, what are you doing? I've already subscribed to your fucking streaming service. Why do you want my fucking pay-per-view? This is not like Taka putting on his own show, Taka Taichi Mania. No, this is a New Japan show. Why? 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 Well, it's, it's probably because reasons. Of inter and yeah, international rights. It's the same reason that we hear instead of, you know. Yeah, now... um. I could uh, potentially make it to this, but there's no uh, tickets. So, and I don't want to drive halfway across the country without a ticket, but I do want to make a prediction here. So there is, um, we know that um, Great Ocon is going to be in America soon. And there's a US oh, of yeah. J open challenge. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, that's going to be Great Ocon. So we'll yep. see. Cool. And before we continue to uh, something more uh, New Japan stuff. What? Uh, shut up. I'm trying to click on the thing. so I, I know. 
I love it. You're you're like your vamping is so obvious. You're like, well, uh, uh, saying, uh, over here is uh, it's because words, my brain uh, are saying. <laughs> yes, this is true. Look, that's fun. There, I watched uh, Supercard of Honor, which was yeah. the Tony Khan Ring of Honor show. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, the reason I bring it up, and I had to Google it because I couldn't remember the guy that Suzuki wrestled because I'd never heard of him before. So if you've what? heard of him and you know more about him, his name yeah. is Brett Titus. I've never seen him or seen him wrestle oh. before. I, I'm, I'm yes, sorry, man. Yes, you have. Where? He's He's been in Ring of Honor forever, like since the early I've days. So uh, you've definitely seen, seen him. I've barely seen any Ring of Honor. Well, he, he like tagged with uh other guy and then he tagged with other oh, guy. But I yeah. remember him bet best as Romantic Touch. He used to be a masked uh, wrestler called Romantic Touch and he brought out a rose and he would dance and he'd give the rose to someone in the crowd. It was fantastic. <laughs> I love it. All right. I knew you'd have my back there when I mentioned his name. So thank you for that. But uh yes, I did watch the show. I won't go through a rundown of the whole thing there's, because it's not New Japan related, but I will say it was a match between Rhett Titus, who's the Ring of Ring of Honor World Television Champion, facing Minaro Suzuki. Well, this is a <laughs> six-minute <laughs> match. Minaro Suzuki beats the shit out of Rhett Titus. Poor Rhett Titus. I hardly knew he. And like, got-style pile driver, one, two, three, Minaro Suzuki has won his first ever title, on a uh, first ever American title ever in his career. He's in his 50s. And so, yeah, that's super awesome. Uh, on a night where everyone that wasn't already signed to AEW slash uh, what Tony Khan's doing, Grand Honor, uh, <laughs> all the guys signed to Tony Khan kind of won. Uh, except for like this match where it's like Minaro Suzuki retired. So I think they're trying to get some goodwill with uh, Suzuki and New Japan. So yes, but yeah. And then uh, in the main event, I'll just mention it briefly. Uh, yes, there's a great tag match on the show. I know everyone's fucking talking about it, but I will say I absolutely love Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito. That match was the oh, shoot. Wow. Yeah, I it bet. Was freaking awesome. And uh, Bandito does. He might have one of my favorite finishing moves, the fucking 21 plex. <laughs> it's pretty silly. So, but I like it. It's you're right. Now, it's okay, beautiful. but it's awesome. Yeah. But the Suzuki thing. So, um, yep. you know, that means that probably either, you know, there's, you know, the door is opening further, and that New Japan guys are going to start like going back and forth more, or maybe, you know, maybe AEW guys are going to start going to New Japan, or it means that Suzuki's going to drop that title to somebody before he comes back to America. It's like one or the other, basically. Because if he brings it back to Japan, that means that, you know, Yeah. So far, it's only worked one way for New Japan, hasn't it? Mostly because people can leave. Japanese people can leave and go to America and wrestle. But, yeah, they can, they can come back. But, like... Well, yeah, for the isn't. first time in a long time, New Japan is hyping a uh, new competitor. And we'll talk about that a little later. And that's exciting, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. There are rumors as to who it is, and we can talk about that as we go. I've totally forgotten who that who it's rumored to have been because I am not familiar with the person. I but... wrote it down so that All I right. didn't, you know. But, uh, Luke, this show is – What's his name? Is it, is it Brioche? 
it's uh no that's a type of bread and if <laughs> no. so if by the way you come in with the name brioche you're fucking feuding with Mr. Bread immediately, you know. What I mean? He's like, he's like, or you're tagging with him. You're tagging with him more yeah. that. It's one of the Great other. Club so, uh, <laughs> but uh, this the show, Luke, is Hyper Battle 22. So this is the first night of Hyper Battle, but it's really just like a preview of mm-hmm. this like February 9th show that will or yeah right February April 9th. March, April April 9th I don't know what month yeah. it is and uh, and we'll talk about that show before we uh, hang it up for the day. But this. Uh, you know, this is a pure preview show. And this, like, this April 9th show, I didn't realize it was going to be 100% like (laughs) title matches. Like, it's 100% title matches. I'm sure there'll be some other bullshit on there, too. But at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, so we better get some title changes. That's that's exciting. Oh, yeah, this show looks freaking stacked. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves now. I'm not looking to the schedule so I can have it up on my screen for later. Professionalism is my job. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. And... <laughs> now, there's oh. no English commentary on this show, but it did air free on New Japan World. And if you're listening to this and you don't have New Japan World, you can go watch it for free right now. So, Yes. Yes, you can. Also, uh, it is at Cork and Hall. Do you have any facts about Cork and Hall that we haven't said already? I think we're yes. just making up new ones that like we're the phantoms up in the rafters or whatever. Right, right. Well, okay. So here's a, a new thing you maybe didn't know about Kurgan Hall is that the floors are made of wood. They're wood. Right. Well, that's uh. <laughs> well, when we're looking up from the top down, we can pretty much see easily that yeah, it's, it's made of wood. Also, uh, after our review and stuff, there will be. A double mega New Japan Strong Review by the lovely Mr. Ian. Thank you so much for that. It's, is it hyper? Double hyper? It, it better be. And strong. Mega hyper. It better be hyper strong. <laughs> better, it better be a strong review that says, Mojo, Rawley, hold my beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're more hyper than that. I just get angry just hearing that guy's name. Like, how did he get a spot on TV? What is going on? All right. How did Gable Stevenson get his spot on TV? Uh, I don't even know who that is. All right. Who cares? Who cares? Everyone knows who he is already, except for Mr. Andy. Anyway, let's do it. Hyper battle. Uh, He's trying to produce me. Just like, let's just do it. But yeah, I'm drunk. Shut up. We got Wato, Taguchi, and Iwa versus Bad Luck Fale. And the Bullet Club cuties. And I don't, maybe I haven't been paying too much attention, but I've noticed Vale now doing back rakes and shit. And rather than Taguchi <laughs> sell it like a normal back rake from, say, uh, uh, Ishimori or LP, because, you know, Vale's a big dude. Obviously, every move he does has big power and energy behind it. So even though it's a simple back rake, Taguchi mega sells that shit. <laughs> or he does the thing where he just lays there and doesn't move and will like stares into the distance. That's funny too. So yes. it's one or the other. <laughs> yep. It's it's really fun stuff. This is a match pretty much to preview uh, the Bullet Cup Cuties versus the Ass Masters, which is happening on April 9th. And uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. It's fun. But, you know, CR2 on Rio High Iwa. And the uh, the BC cuties beat up the ass masters at the end. Yeah, I thought it was a there's a cool part where like um, 
was it uh bullet no okay so the uh the good guys team unaffiliated they're doing the fucking ho train spot on elp <laughs> in the corner and so, but every time taguchi runs in he gets kicked in the face like everybody else lands I love their when that happens <laughs> it's so funny it's one of my favorite taguchi spots i love that yeah. Yeah, I, I love and, that taguchi spot and the one where he's sitting up on the corner with his ass out and he's going all right yes. guys throw that guy's face into my butt not realizing that all his buddies are being taken out and that he's been surrounded by the opposition. That's another yeah. one of my favorites. He looks through his legs like reverse Makabe. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, th- this was a fun match. Uh, you know, th- I like to see ELP wrestle Wado. If you want to, re- you know, like understand the whole thing, like why a great wrestler can bring another guy up to his level, just watch those guys interact and you're like, wow, Wado's awesome all of a sudden. So. <laughs> This he made water look thing. great. Yeah. yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yep. All right, so next we have Abushi and Shingo versus Kanemaru and Doki. This, like, look, this is a fun match, but as I'm watching this, I've kind of been like, all right, I'm going to have a good time watching this. <sighs> all right, Doki, just break my heart, New Japan. Just job him out again. No. Uh, no, time. sir. Doki and Katamaru whoop Bushi's ass, Brainbuster and Katamaru wins. I'm just like, all right, yeah. What? Well, Luke, I have a question for you about this match. So to yep. me, I was watching this, and it, it seemed like that the match was kind of like centered around Doki and Katamaru working well as a team. And like the yes. other team that didn't have a chance because they like worked well as a team. Do you think that maybe finally we might get the thing that we've always wanted and – that's that uh, Desperado's going to lose his title, become a heavyweight, or, or do something singles-wise, and these two will now be the Suzuki Goon Juniors tag team. That's what I want. I've been well, – I've been – fuck that. We've been saying that for at least a year. God dang it. That wouldn't it be cool because – yeah, wouldn't it be cool? Uh, El Desperado either becomes the main singles junior guy or b- bumps himself up to whatever. He hell, he could fucking fight Hiromi for the never goal for all I care. That would actually, that would be amazing. Yes, please do that. But yeah, Doki and Kanemaru. Yeah, we haven't seen it. Let's do it. Yeah. They were great, they were great. together too. Yeah, they were great in this match. You know, I liked it. Hell yeah. Uh, Kanemaru just holding uh, Bushi and then, uh, you know, uh, Doki doing his double stomp little move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. And now uh, we cut to Gato. He's Gato, Chase's awful music comes out, and then Gato cuts a promo. Like Gato's supposed to be. It's supposed to be Gato and Chase versus Tanahashi and Jado. Except uh, Gato cuts a promo going. I, I don't know what he says. I'm just going to paraphrase and just get. Here's the gist. Uh, yeah, I'm not wrestling Jado. That motherfucker, he's not worth it. He, he's a piece of shit. And uh, Farley, Farley's going to come out and take my place. Mind you, Farley's pulling fucking double duty, the poor bastard. Isn't there a member of Bull Club not on tonight that could have done this? But it doesn't matter. Uh, he, hey, he, he didn't need to do too much in the first match anyway, except like a Tongan massage and all that kind of stuff. So he's he, he should be relatively fine. <laughs> so yes, rather than Jado Tanahashi and Gato Chase, We've got Chase and Fale versus Jado and Tanahashi. And Jado comes out rocking a New Japan Pro Wrestling singlet. Oh, oh man. 
everybody loses their mind. Like, the, you know, it's, it's like Japanese commentary. Or something like, <laughs> they're like, the was it? Milano was like, Lion Mark, Lion Mark. Now there also has been some kind of weird thing too going on. New Japan's doing some like jokey joke thing for the 50th anniversary. I think it was for April 1st is that the Lion Mark was missing. Right. So they might have also been marking out because he found the lion mark or something like that, too. So it could have been double, double meaning. Of double course, jump. a lot of people memed that photo, uh, that thing as well. And my favorite one was just Daryl. It was fucking yeah. Daryl. And I was just, about, where is Daryl? Come on, Hiromu. Hey, he doesn't want to get his head ripped off again. So he's <laughs> taking it easy. You know. Man, this is magic. I'm getting reads, everybody, so just be aware of that if you hear, hear stuff. But, yeah, Tanner, I like how Tanahashi pulls Chase out and beats him up. And whilst at the same time he's doing that, Jado's trying to pull fucking Fale out of the ring by his feet. <laughs> well, that's not happening, is it? So once Tanahashi's done beating up his guy, he comes over. All right, I'll help you out, Jado. <laughs> they pull Fale out and they throw him into the, into the uh, railing, which is... <laughs> freaking funny look i don't know why this is working so much jado and gato are old as fuck and i'm quite happy with them to be the the on-screen presence that we've seen thus far and then do the bookery shit in the background right they do it well they rarely put themselves over it's awesome it works right mm-hmm. i'm loving face jado i've never seen face jado i know jado was kind of in chaos and all that but i don't know I don't. I just don't feel like I've seen this side of Jado before. Uh, obviously, I haven't watched his whole career because other people are like, Luke, I believe back in like 2004. I don't know that. All I know is what I'm getting now. It's it's working for me. It's really cool. Yeah, he's and, getting a push as a face. So that's and this never is happened. the first time yeah. he's come out with Team Unaffiliated without the Gorillas of Destiny. So yeah, he's coming out with Tanner. That's really awesome. Jado gets beat up a lot, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just this is pretty much like Jado beat down Central because uh, they're they're milking it. Hey, I never thought I'd care about seeing a Gato Jado match, but I, I want it. I need it. Hook it up awesome. to my veins, and they're gonna milk it for a while because uh, we all want to see Jado get his freaking hands Dude, on it. It's gotta be. I want to see the like the uh, brass knuckles on a pole match, right? Oh, yeah. Or like a ladder match where the the you know the brass knuckles are suspended above the ring. It's got to be something silly yeah, like except that. I hope r- so. Rather than a pole, it's just Team Bishamon's two sticks like taped in the middle. <laughs> with a, with a, so you tape the kendo stick, Jono's kendo stick, to both of them, and that'll hold it together. Like <laughs> yes. yes, that is true. So Tanner comes in and they take over for a very short time, but that doesn't last. Sea uh, Trigger and Chase Pins Jato. Post-match, Gato's going to get some brass knucks on Jado, but Gorillas of Destiny makes the save. Yeah. The Bullet Club bad guys uh, make a hasty retreat with Gato taunting Jado, you can't catch me, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it works. I love it. it I'm, I'm lapping this stuff up. I'm, I'm a friggin' mark, man. I'm marking for it. Yeah. Well, the booking worked. And if you, you know, it, it's... Putting the guy over is pretty easy if you know how to book it properly and the, you know, the performers execute the booking and that's what's happened here. It's great. Yep. I There was a couple funny parts of this match. For example, I 
you know, forgot to mention that not only is Jado wearing the Lion Mark shirt, but it's yoked out, of course. <laughs> it's just <so> funny. So <laughs> that made me laugh. And uh, so there's a couple of funny things in this match. One time is uh, Chase Owens keeps saying, like, come on, my boy, to, to Jado, but it sounds like he's saying, come on, white boy. <laughs> and it's funny. He keeps saying it over and over. Play that funky music, Jado. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty funny. Now, you know, we get a hot tag to Tanahashi in this match, and I just have to make a correction, omission, whatever you call that. Uh, we sh- we should never do that segment on our show because it would take too long, but <laughs> I have a correction slash omission from last week. So, you know, I, I saw Tanahashi standing on the first rope here, and he's tagging in, and I'm like, oh, we forgot to talk about last week when – he was stand, he was not he was laying across the ropes just screaming going ah with his hand out and <laughs> it looks like he's flying no feet on any ropes just laying on the ropes trying yep. to get a tag it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen so uh that's the end of the omission segment we'll never do that one again so uh that was pretty great now um also as you mentioned before Jotto now over is a baby face so in the middle of his comeback he has to say come on <laughs> Yeah. What's the most surreal thing for me is uh, actually seeing Jado doing face stuff. That's so <laughs> funny. It reminds me of when, you know, we started seeing like Kanemaru do stuff like that. And guys, yeah. you know, remember when Suzuki turned face, all of a sudden they're, they're like, yeah, come on. <laughs> it's so funny. Man. And they, and they managed to do that by putting Suzuki Goon against people like against the Bullet Cup guys because everyone hates them more. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they're good at turning uh, the heeliest of the heels into into faces. That's for, that's for damn sure. All right. So next we've got <laughs> man. I re- I really enjoyed this. It's Takamichinoku and El Desperado versus the Murder Dicks. This is <laughs> it's Show and Dick Togo. And Show, of course, walks out with the mask that he stole from El Desperado last time. This is super fun. Before we get into this, just a question. At the beginning of this match, I mean, this is one of those, like, the meme where the guy has two buttons to press and he's sweating because the two of the most pinnable guys in New Japan are in this match. And you're like, (laughs) who's going to win? I have no idea who's going to win this match. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so you look at Bushi, Shingo, Kanemaru, Doki. All right, fine. Bushi's pinnable, but you look at that and you're just like, yeah, Doki's losing here. Oh, surprise. But you look at this match, it's like uh, Togo, Taka. Uh... So, yeah. And I know that these two men have probably wrestled a billion times everywhere, but uh, I really, really got a kick out of the Taka, Michinoku, and Dick Togo segments, especially when they're doing reversals on each other. Usually reversals yeah. will have counters and all this kind of stuff, and this does too. But then there's counter, eye poke. Counter again, other guy does the eye poke. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're both healing up on each other and trying to out-cheat each other. That's that's really fun. I like that. <laughs> Did you see the part where Togo pretended to be Taka at one point? He got in... <laughs> the other corner and tried to tag into Desperado, which was pretty funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, I did. So that's fucking hilarious. But uh, how's the torture out cheat the faces. There's a ref distraction. Ref is very distractible. 
Low blow on El Desperado. Then a spanner to the dome of Taka Michinogu. And Dick Togu makes El Desperado watch as Taka <laughs> is submitted by the snake bite. So, yes, this is very much a go-home show. And it, it feels like it, too. It's, it's very good pimping out for the uh, the matches they have upcoming on uh, Saturday Night Show. Pretty cool. That's true. Yeah, this match rules. And, uh, I, you know, I love Chris Charlton, but I'm kind of happy that he wasn't on this this particular match because he just would have been like, Michinoku Pro, so many wrestlers they have or whatever. Because <laughs> these two guys are from Michinoku Pro. And yeah. that's kind of, they came up together. So the whole match would have been yeah. that. And I, I would have learned something. So maybe I should have. Which, oh, yeah, so... You know, I wasn't too surprised, even though I'd never seen these gentlemen kind of mix it up together like this before. Like in the back of my brain, I'm like, these guys have probably wrestled each other yeah. a billion times. Yeah, a billion times before the, yeah. you know, like before the year 2010, they wrestled a billion times. But um, <laughs> yeah. so like um, now, Luke, if we could just go back in time a little bit mm-hmm. right now, and I think is maybe you know approximately a year and a half ago. You yeah. know, we we saw we we're watching New Japan. There's no one in the crowd, and there was this video. And it was like, oh my God, it's some guy like training in the woods. We can't see his face. Who is he? You know, always the you know it's bamboo forest, and uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And it's like way to the Grand Master, you know. And I was like, holy shit, who the fuck is this gonna be? And we were, you know, we had talked on this show about how important this kind of thing is in new japan and how well they do these kind of preview uh videos now obviously they haven't been able to do that since wado debuted so it's been a long time but luke we finally get another preview deal tell me all about it all right so what's the japanese word they say in it at right at the start bruchia bruchia bruchetta (laughs) bruchetta Bruschetta on brioche. <laughs> oh no, Mr. Brett's gonna love that. <laughs> He's gonna lose his mind. He he will do his best. Yes, he will. But uh, it's a it's a it's a really cool little video package. It's uh, definitely it's it's an empire. Like uh, you've been hoping that they keep it heavy, but uh, that's not how New Japan works. They need someone they can job out a lot. <laughs> So that means it's at a junior. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I hate that that's the junior's role sometimes. I really hate it. Oh, the junior's getting pinned, obviously. Yeah. Unless it's Joe, then I'm or Wato. I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but uh, Mr. That Guy, uh, Will, he cuts to his face and he's like, yeah, um, junior division sucks since I left. So I've got a protege who's going to, like, make it awesome again. He's going to set it on fire. And it cuts to a hand reaching out for a lighter that Osprey gives him. He takes the lighter and he, he kind of chucks it. And it burns all these photos of the juniors. you got El Desperado and others. But, you know, <laughs> mostly El Desperado first because, like, he's the fucking champ. Yeah, uh, you, you see all the other juniors and stuff. Coming for and, you! And they all burn, and then it says uh, bruschetta brioche again. We we can't say that word for shit. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Neither one of us. So uh, that's, it'll be fine. It'll be but, fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the Empire are getting a new uh, member, and and it, this isn't like some fucking TJP bullshit either. We're getting you know a who fucking. Who it is already, right? It's 
Now, rumors are abounding all over the interwebs that it's this guy named Akira Francesca. Uh, now, I'm going to impress people with my professionalism by saying I don't know who that is. Mind you, when Shingo came to New Japan, I, I didn't know who he was either. Sorry, guys. Like, I don't have my finger on the pulse. But that's apparently who this guy is. Mr. Andy, are you familiar with this gentleman? No, but I know a little bit about him. He's I, he's like one of Osprey's like protege type dudes, and he's an Italian wrestler. And his I guess like part of his gimmick is fire, like flames on his gear and stuff like that. Yeah. So this all lines up. I mean, it's you know probably that. But it's exciting, right? I mean, I I don't care so much who it is as much as I care about this happening because yeah. this means that you know it's going to happen in pretty soon, Luke. Fresh new face. Get a, we're going to get a crazy one and it'll be like, what the fuck is this? And it'll be like Shota Umina coming back or, you know, or someone like that. So I, I'm excited for, you know, uh, Young Lions. And by the way, they just signed new Young Lions too, supposedly from the New Zealand dojo. Yep. So I think that this is unrelated, but I think that the New Zealand dojo is going to be its own thing, just like the L.A. dojo. So eventually yep. we're going to we're going to have dojo wars again, which should be fun, you know, because they used to do the. Lions Remember that? They, Gate, yeah, Lionsgate Lions yeah. or whatever. That shit was fun. So. Yeah. Uh, I also say uh, I have not watched a single second of it, but I think I might dip my toes in uh, here and there when, as time permits. But I don't think we'll cover it on the show. I'm curious about it, though. There is a documentary series on yes, New yeah. World, which is about uh, the Farley New Zealand do dojo and all that kind of stuff. So, uh uh, some of you have probably already watched it, and they'll be like, yeah, look, it's great. You, you guys aren't watching that? I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, we like to watch the wrestling, so, you know. But, uh, yeah, so if I ever remember <laughs> when I want something to watch and I don't know what to watch, I'll, I'll probably put a few episodes of that on to see what it's like. But, yeah, that's uh, I think those young lines are probably in that documentary and stuff, but I don't know for sure. Anyway, here we go. Speaking of Empire, we've got the Empire Laundry. That's the uh, the four Empire dudes, and Great Akan, of course, has his fucking commendation. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, something like that happens to you, uh, you use that in your wrestling. Of course, of awesome. course, yes. Hell yes! So great. I don't care if you're a heel or not. You bring that because, uh, mm -hmm. and that's also going to yeah. bring eyes to your product well, and stuff too. It's it's a no brainer. Slam dunk. This this is a target for a baby face too. You know what I mean? Eventually, like, Yoshihashi is going to smash that thing, you know? Even though he's mm -hmm. a fucking heel in the smash. <laughs> yep. Man, I see some fire from this guy, too, Greta Khan. We'll get into that. But it is uh, Aaron Hanare, uh, that guy, uh, Jeff Cobb, and the Greta Khan versus Team Bishamon, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto, Togi Makabe, and Yo. So immediately I want the Empire to beat the shit out of, like, most of this team. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Team Bishop one, Maccabi and Yo. I'm just like, well, I like Yoshihashi, so, like, I don't care if anyone else loses. It, it, it gets pins. So that's fine. And and you are just, like, kill them all. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> yeah. Goto's really dumb at the start, which made, must have made you fucking laugh. Because Greater Khan wants to shake Goto's hand, and Goto's like, uh, no. Yeah, that's smart. Don't do it. But to show trust, Greater Khan shakes the ref's hand. 
skin coat is like, well, if you didn't fuck the ref over, maybe you went from me over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the Empire starts attacking. <laughs> it's really fun for me, again, to see Jeff Cobb manhandling Togi Makabe. And then also funny and satisfying for me to see Greater Khan put his ass in the corner and then sit on him. So, yeah, I'm really fucking happy about that. Uh, it's a good match. The people I want to win do win. Um, well, I guess if, uh, maybe I would have preferred one of the other guys to get the pin here. But uh, Hidden Blade on Yo. And, uh, yeah, then dastardly stuff happens, Mr. Andy. Khan on the cob, they take Bishamon's rods yeah. or, or the fisherman rods. Empire beats them up and Yoshihashi is choked by his own rod. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Gregor Khan, I don't know what he said. It doesn't matter. He fucking cuts a sick promo. Like, he's going off. He's going freaking ape shit. Just going, I, I'm just going to paraphrase what he said. We're going to fuck you up with the Empire. You guys ain't shit. That's pretty yeah. much the gist of it. It's awesome. Like, He's got spittle flying. His face has gone red. He's just showing straight up fire. Man, this guy's pumped, and I'm excited for it. But uh, they're going to fuck him up even more. But Team Bishamon escape, and they fight back. Oh, and the Empire guys back back, back off, and they leave and stuff. But, yeah. So, yeah, we're setting up uh, Okan on the cob versus a Team Bishamon. And usually, you know, I'm like, oh, I'd like a decent, nice, long reign when someone becomes champion and stuff, and it's – all that, but I'm just like, eh, fuck you, I want Okan with gold, and I want it yes. now, and I don't care which gold it is, put gold on him, I want gold, and do you think, like, he doesn't deserve gold after he saved some young girl from being assaulted? Give him all the gold and all of the stuff right now, I demand it. So, Great Okan did in this match something I've never seen before, as he tends to do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy him making a fool out of Makabe, but that's something he's done before, um, what he did is yeah. he got in like a suplex position with with uh, Makabe where they're both struggling to take each other up for the, uh, you know, vertical suplex or brain buster or whatever. And he like kicks his leg out and swings his leg. You know how like um, Moxley used to do his finisher. He like kind of kicks his leg out and does a DDT, yeah. you know, like the weight of his leg is what kind of gives him the momentum. Like that's what Okan did to get the momentum against him against Makabe, which turned into like this, this like snap suplex thing. It was fucking cool. That was really cool. Yep. Um, Team Fisherman was in this match. <laughs> uh, but there was a, another example of when a really, really great wrestler wrestles someone who's okay, uh, you know, kind of rising up to the level. We saw uh, Mr. Osprey versus Yo, and like Yo looked amazing in this match. <laughs> he, had, he had like a bridging a uh, vertical mm -hmm. suplex that was awesome and like all this kind of crazy shit. It was great. Um, yep. uh, we also got, I, hopefully you can help me with this one, Luke. It's uh, we got the four corner 10 punch. Oh yeah. Yes, we uh, did. Okay. I'll do um, it. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah. but really again, this is another example of United Empire working like a well-oiled machine because they're just fucking awesome at the end of yep. this match. And that's what I want to see. So I like it. You know, uh, now I have notes in here that don't make any sense because this is before I saw the picture of the commendation. I didn't know what the hell this was. <laughs> I watched it. I was like, is that like the contract for the match or something? Oh, you hadn't heard so, about it yet? No, I'd heard about it, but I hadn't seen the commendation. Uh, I heard yeah, that yeah, he yeah. had 
save the woman, but I hadn't seen that picture. So yeah. that's why I sent it to you and was like, yeah. this is important. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you did, because then I saw him come out with it and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess uh, if we had have had English commentary on this, like, we'd have fit, fit, with Great Ocon, so many ways he can save you. <laughs> and call your mother and give you pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I, uh, love that guy. What a great dude. I watched that show Vikings and uh it's fun. It's a great show, but my favorite like like of that kind of genre of show as far as that time period, there's a show on Netflix called Norseman. And it's yeah. like it's Vikings but it's a parody. It is fucking hilarious and I love just they'll just be taught they talk like this and they're like you you cannot read the rune sticks while you're pooping in the poop place you know <laughs> talking it's so fucking funny watch that show it is very funny oh it's also a tremendous storytelling device because the whole show is a circle and you can start anywhere on any season and continue watching it and, and if you it'll end with the episode before it. it's pretty neat Oh, wow. That sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's a good show. Add it to the ever-expanding list of stuff. And as far as, like, history stuff is concerned, like, I'm still obsessed with, like, Roman documentaries and shit on YouTube and stuff, so... Oh, yeah. I still haven't gotten over that. I'm not going to talk about Rome stuff. No, I'm moving on. Professionalism is my job. I've got it. And it our is next... your job. It... <laughs> Put that on a fucking T-shirt, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> no one's going to wear that. Uh, next, it was uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito versus the evil pimps. But uh, evil and Yujiro, of course. <laughs> so, uh, what a house of torture do at the start of this match? What kind of what kind of opening gambit do they employ? Oh fuck you! It's the Katamaro opening, and. Uh... <laughs> I thought it was. A, I thought it was a question. I didn't know it was rhetorical. Give you rhetorical. You. I gave you like ample, empty space. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you shut up. You got to talk back. Real. I'm confused, but that's fine. Anyway, anyway, how's the torture go for the Kanemaru opening? And I do see Chompy refing this match. Marty Asami, my favorite ref. Our favorite ref. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Look. The match is great. It's it's really cool stuff, and it's basically Hiromu, not evil preview, and it's great. But uh, I'm more interested in the post match stuff, even though the match is pretty good. Uh, Naito gets the pin, of course. Uh, who's the most pin- pinnable guy in this match? Yeah, it's Yujiro. And uh, what do I want to see when I see this match? I want to see Yujiro get pinned. Absolutely. So uh, yes, so that's that is that, and. Right, so what happens uh, after the match, you, you can talk more about that stuff later in a minute, but post-match, Hiromu's <laughs> got the never-open title, and he's holding it, and I'm thinking to myself, not only is he holding it, he looks amazing holding it. <laughs> he's all pissed off and screaming oh, yeah. and shit. It's awesome. I'm just, I'm just going to, like, uh, do my stupid translation here and th- pretty much the gist of this is probably something along the lines of remember what he said like you want a never open title match you gotta beg me well he pretty much says like you want this title back bitch come and get it come on come and get this title it, you want this title it's mine now come and get it 
And of course, Evil just decides to throw a whole bunch of chairs into the ring. <laughs> Roman sets a couple up to sit in. And uh, Naito's like, nah, we're going to need one chair. So uh, <laughs> Evil pimps fuck off. And Hiromu goes to sit on the chair. Naito pushes him out. And then Hiromu's like, hey, get out of here. And he pushes Naito out of the way and he sits on the chair. <laughs> By the way, before he gets pushed out of the chair, Naito's like going, I need a massage. Can you give me a massage, Hiromu? Uh, it's, it, like, their relationship is like Naito's the older brother and Hiromu's the younger brother. And... Every time they have a bit of interaction and hijinks, I fucking love it. It's amazing. Uh, every time, I just, yeah, it's adorable. So, yeah, that was that, like, uh, <laughs> you know, you have the, all of your challenges kind of stand tall all night, all of them, face ones, heel ones. If you're a challenger for something, you're going to stand tall tonight. That's yeah. the thing. It's true. Everybody's holding belts and posing and being like, I'm going to win. The, do you remember that yep. time that uh, that um, Naito was on commentary for Best of Super Juniors and Hiromu handed him the, the uh, like strategy guide and he just threw it on the ground? <laughs> that was, that was so great. On the ground. Yep. You're right. They, uh, they Those guys, um, you know, were always great. But th- this match is very good. But yeah. it's. You know, it's all about Hiromu just being fucking badass and getting on fire. And that's what he does in the whole match. It's great. Um, there was a, like, really good German suplex and a lariat from Yujiro. Yujiro. Yes, I saw the German. And I was just like, <laughs> what are you? Where's this Yujiro being? Yeah, if you yeah. said to start pulling out those Germans more often, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give you some props. You know, the story of this whole thing, though, is that, like, lij's finally had it with house of torture and they're just dominating yep. them and like i mean we had a part in this match where evil was crawling through the entrance aisle to try to go to the back try to crawl to the back <laughs> that was so funny so it's great to see you know uh these guys get over on house yep. of torture and it seems to me that something different has to happen in this match you know, obviously one thing could be Hiromu wins the the Never Open title, but um, something different. They have to do something different that's going to be, you know, maybe House of Torture gets a new member or they have a fight between each other or something like that. There's got to be some story progression with that yeah. group. And I think that's coming with this Never Open title match on the 9th of February, of April. In I my, don't know what month that is. Look, yeah, no, you do not. Look, <laughs> In our, I'm just going to speak for both of us. Both of us. In our heart of hearts, we want Hiromu to be never champ. We do. I love evil. As I said last episode, I have two evil shirts. Um, I, I want my never style matches back. I'm sorry, I didn't have them when Jay was champ because then he was in America and couldn't get back. Now it's back. I miss them. I need them. They're part of the reason that I love New Japan and that we're here right now, that bunny never has gone. So, yeah. But uh, part of me th- still thinks, like, uh, maybe maybe the faces look too strong here. Maybe Evil's just going to get some revenge. And, he, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, uh, look, I'm just going to set myself up in my heart. I'm just going to be like, all right, Evil's going to win. Just I'm just going to brace myself. I know. But I really want Hiromi to win that title. It'd be really good for him, and I think it'd be good for that title as well. It'd be fucking amazing. But 
Who knows? I guess. Dude. Well, yeah. Well, uh, uh, how about before we get to the main event, we hear from uh, Mr. Ian. Sounds good, yeah. Here is uh, Ian's double issue. A strong review for the last couple weeks of the show that is strong that was on the dates that he says that in the <laughs> March 26, April 2nd. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong review. I'd managed to not send in my review last week, as while I was writing it up, your latest episode dropped, so I thought I'd double up this time with the shows for March 26th and April 2nd. First show took place at the last night of the Rivals tour, as we see the end of tapings that took place in mid-February, making them five weeks old when they aired. We start off with an excellent little match from Yuya Uemura and Daniel Garcia, which is good timing for Strong considering the profile Garcia currently has on AEW. Garcia works a tough grappling style, mixing violent strikes with some excellent holds and counters. Uemura is New Japan Dojo to his core, and holds his own well in what becomes a really interesting clash of styles. Uemura, while he's graduated, is still at his heart a young lion, and this means that his work combines passion with a near-flawless grasp of the fundamentals and a crispness of technique that's a joy to watch. Garcia, on the other hand, is, as Eddie Kingston called him, a little ugly man. His skills are as honed as Uemura's, but everything he does looks dirty in the best way, from his MMA chokes to his Memphis-style piledriver. It's a real pleasure to watch two young wrestlers face off when both are in the ascendant and know that they could be having matches against each other for decades. Garcia wins, but Uemura showed real versatility and fire in this match. Speaking of rivalries that could go on for decades... Next up, we have Rocky Romero versus Black Tiger. Ricky Reyes and Rocky Romero have been fighting with or against each other for more than 22 years at this point, ever since their days tagging in UPW. This means they bring a lot of skill to this grudge match, and manage to turn in a performance that focuses a lot on what Reyes can do best. Rocky does an excellent carry job, and as the more mobile of the pair, he's able to control the pace well. This match won't win any beauty contests, but this sort of match shouldn't. This is two guys with incredible history letting it out in the ring. There are inevitably a few missteps. Once or twice, Black Tiger fumbles a counter a little, and what should have looked like a smooth transition looks like two guys falling over. But to a degree, that's just part of the rough and tumble of the match. Black Tiger pulls out a victory that is, if not dirty, then at least shop-soiled, and this story keeps rolling. Post-match, Black Tiger attacks Rocky again, Rocky slaps on a Diablo armbar, and it's clear that nothing was settled here, which is fine. Our main event is up next, a 10-man elimination tag match where wrestlers can be eliminated by pinfall, submission, or being thrown over the top rope. This is a new one on me, but has opportunities for things to get interesting. Team Filthy, that's Lawler, Limelight, Nelson, Isaacs, and Kratos, face off against a pretty disunited collection of good guys. Clark Connors, Fred Rosser, Taylor Rust, Adrian Quest, and the DKC. And that list of names indicates one of the problems with the setup of this match. On one side, you have a classic five-guy stable. You have Lawler as the champ, Limelight as the prospect, Kratos as the heater, and Nelson and Isaacs as the tag. 
on the other side, you have Lawless next opponent, two guys he's beaten, a jobber, and a young lion. One of these is a team, the other is a carpool. That said, the match they managed to put together is actually smartly booked and well wrestled. We start off with some rotating junior heavyweight action as Limelight faces Adrian Quest followed by the DKC. As is suitable for a young lion, the DKC is first out and the score is evened up by Quest eliminating Limelight. Shortly thereafter, the adults get in the pool and this becomes a heavyweight slugfest. Fred Rosser has a number of moments of real shine in this match. He nearly eliminates both of the West Coast Raking crew, only to be low-blowed and thrown out himself. I was going to say that Taylor Rust was largely forgettable in this match, and I still don't think he's doing as much as he needs to with his time, but he does have a couple of really nice spots. Specifically, he has Gerald Nelson in a half-brab, Tom Lawler comes running towards him, and without breaking the hold, Rust backdrops Lawler. It looks fantastic. If I have complaints about this match, they concern the ending, and what commentary do when we get there. Ian Riccoboni outright says that this match has come down to Kratos and Taylor Rust, and after quite a struggle and some shady dealings, Kratos eliminates Rust. Except, then it turns out that Adrian Quest is still in the match, until Kratos puts him out too. My problem with this is, first of all, that commentary had just told me that Rust and Kratos were the last two guys meaning they were actively misleading me rather than letting me mislead myself. And secondly, it meant that the emotional journey of the match was that the faces lost, then there was a spark of hope, and then the faces lost again. This doesn't really work if you have a false finish when the real finish is the same thing a minute later. A more satisfying conclusion would have been Quest sneaking out a fluke win and then getting smeared across the canvas afterwards. All told, this was a pretty good episode of Strong. We had one genuinely really good match, and two that were competent and carried stories along. However, it was clear in all of the matches that Strong currently has a shortage of credible main event faces. Lola has been a decent champ, but unless Connors is beating him when next they meet, I'm not sure who he faces next. So, that was the end of Arrival's tour. Following this, we get dragged kicking and screaming into the modern age with matches from the Strong Style Evolved tour that are only two weeks old. Sadly, the fact that these are still taped matches is immediately obvious with the first match, where Rocky Romero and Wheeler Yuta face off against J.R. Kratos and Black Tiger. The night before this aired, Wheeler Yuta won the Ring of Honor Pure title in a match called by Ian Riccoboni but clearly his past self didn't know this was going to happen, so he can't actually acknowledge the great match that Yuta and Woods had. On the other hand, there's something really nice about Rocky and Yuta teaming as chaos, and for what it is, this is a good match. Rocky's always great, Yuta is fluid and transitioning his great grappling into great strikes. Kratos and Black Tiger are both a bit immobile, but fair play to Kratos. He's worked out the stuff he does that looks good, and manages to build his parts of the match around that. This match is let down just a little by commentary. It's not bad, although Matthew Raywalt is never going to be great, but Ian Riccoboni does one of my least favourite tropes in wrestling. Hmm. There's something about this masked man that just seems familiar, and I can't put my finger on what. It's just too coy and knowing. Call him unknown, 
or don't mention his identity at all, otherwise it sounds like you think the audience is stupid. Ultimately, Kratos is too much for Wheeler Yuta, but they have a really good bully versus young lion exchange that moves this match from passable to pretty good. Post-match, Kratos grabs a mic, which Kratos absolutely should not do. He calls out Alex Coughlin in a really clumsy promo that also takes aim at Tom Brady for some reason. The promo's bad enough that it makes Alex Coughlin teleport over from England just to shut Kratos up. He looks fantastic, by the way. He comes out bare-chested in jeans, looking like he was drawn by Tom of Finland, and then starts doing power moves on Kratos. So we're getting that match again. That's fine. Following this, Shane Haste and Jonah as TMDK face off against Finjuice. This match becomes a floor brawl before it even starts, has a really nice twin cannonball spot into the chairs, and has an enjoyably chaotic atmosphere. Jonah is still a bit immobile, but he has imposing physical presence. Haste looks great and sells well, but one thing that's missing from this match was much of an opportunity for him to show off his offensive skills. In the end, this is a short but enjoyable tag match, hampered by the fact that it's clearly a stepping stone to something else. After Haste gets DQ'd for using a chair, Finley manages to find a shillelagh from somewhere, and Juice demands a six-man no-DQ match at Windy City Riot, which will probably be pretty good fun, and sets up a mystery partner for Juice and Finley. In our main event, Clark Connors challenges Tom Lawler for the strong openweight title. Connors comes out dressed like an absolute goof, in neon clothes that make me think of Poochie from The Simpsons. After Lawler comes out, Connors strips down further to show he's wearing white denim trunks that match Lawler's. It's not a great look. The match they have from here is well wrestled, a battle of power and technique. Lawler looks dominant in his style, as he always does. Connors looks like a contender. A contender, I'll note, not a champion. He's skilled, he puts a good match together, but he doesn't look like he's winning the match he's put together. Even with a string of near falls, there isn't a point where I got the sense of excitement that maybe, just maybe, this could be the one that gets it. And, after a decent match, Lawler wins because no other outcome was ever on the cards. Post-match, Lawler does his traditional spiel of saying that nobody can face up to him, saying that this time he has a twist, he'll choose his challenger instead of just being challenged. In answer to this, Fred Rosser comes out. Commentary mentioned that he's the only man on Strong to have pinned Lawler, which sounds familiar because this is the shtick that they used when Rosser challenged Lawler for his title in November. And Lawler refuses and leaves. Lawler's dominance continues to be a problem. He himself looks great. He's beaten Brody King, Chris Dickinson, Carl Fredericks, Satoshi Kojima, Leo Rush, Ren Narita, Fred Rosser, Taylor Rust, Clark Connors, and he's probably setting up to beat Fred Rosser again. It would be hard not to look strong. The problem is that all of these guys have now been beaten by him. They couldn't get the job done. And that makes Fred Rosser an incredibly unbelievable challenger. What makes anyone think he's going to pin Lawler this time if he couldn't do it last time? When Rosser inevitably loses, they'll have a few options, and I think they need to consider them really carefully. They could bring over a guy from the main roster. The problem is picking someone who looks credible and doesn't make the brand look like junk. 
and who wants to wrestle in America. And honestly, it can't be someone like Jay White because he's way too big for the title. They could make a big name hire, bring in someone or bring someone back that looks good. Chris Dickinson has the history and he's back in ring shape now. He did lose to Lawler before, but they can paint that as, well, that was the old Chris Dickinson and this is his new powerful nature. As a third option, they could push their chips behind someone they already have, give them a run of good matches and strong singles performances. If they're doing this last one, my money's on Alex Coughlin. He has the look, he has great matches, and he's in a program now with a Tom Lawler lackey. There's a pathway, and I think he could walk it. The one thing they can't do, though, is just have Lawler keep winning against less and less credible guys. That would slowly kill the title, match by match. Thanks, guys. And until next time, keep it strong. All right, so... Man, I love seeing Wheeler Yuta everywhere, by the way, uh, because he is also on the Supercard of Honor show. And I had never seen a match with these rules before, and I actually really fucking liked it. Can't remember who he wrestled against. Let me be professional and just check it here. But it was really, really Yuta versus Josh Woods. I've never seen Josh Woods wrestle. Uh, I think he looks like someone I used to work with back in my call center days. Uh, hello, David, if you're listening. But uh, but uh, this is what my friend David, or ex-co-worker friend David, would look like if he was jacked and covered with tattoos. That's what Josh Woods is, and, and everyone listening is like, that doesn't mean anything. We don't know who this David guy is. doesn't matter. But it was Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta. I, uh, I'm going to just immediately assume you know what Ring of Honor pure rules are. Uh, they wrestle, and there's, like, no other stuff or something. Well, they have three rope breaks. After okay. the third uh, – each. After the third rope break, rope breaks don't mean shit. So uh, that, those so are pretty much like the rules. it's like a hybrid UWFI oh. type thing. I gotcha. Yeah, and for some reason, it worked for me. Uh, Wheeler Yuta, I've been a huge fan of, especially lately when he's doing all this stuff with uh, – uh, Mox and uh, the and Regal and uh, Brian Danielson in the AWs for the you know he's trying to be get into that Blackpool Combat Club that they've formed and he win he wins of course because he's signed and I don't think Josh Woods is by uh, Tony Khan so he does defeat Josh Woods for the ROH Pure Championship the match is freaking cool uh, it's a little short but I liked. I liked it. I don't know why I like those rules and other rules. I think because this still felt a lot more like wrestling rather than something else with wrestling mixed in. So, yeah, uh, real, really really cool there. As for, like, who can face Tom Lawler? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know who you choose unless you go for someone who's already he's already beaten and kind of uh, elevate that guy, I guess, like Chris Dickinson and, and like, Andy's, like, putting his fingers down his throat and puking right now because he doesn't like that guy. But, uh, <laughs> That's a extreme, I don't know, but uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> the problem is he's held that title too long, and because there were no crowds for a lot of strong, no one else could really get over, so no one else was on his level. And now that they can kind of do that, have they been doing that? I don't, it doesn't feel like it too much because of what Ian has said here, like, 
he doesn't know what the fuck either. His his best option is a guy who was just a young lion. And I'm just like, they're not gonna push him that hard that quick. Like he might have he might not be young lion anymore or whatever, but they're not gonna you know, he hasn't gone on excursion anywhere or anything, so I don't think they're gonna go that route. I don't know what they do. I don't know what you do with that title. I think uh, uh, New Japan's kind of see this. This is why it shows to me that like New Japan, I kind of trust the booking, even if it doesn't go my way, because I always feel like Gato has a plan, you know. And I, I know, I, I don't know for a fact, but I know it to be true. Gato's not booking that shit. <laughs> He's not booking no. it at all. And it and and it shows because I feel like they've booked themselves into a corner with this uh, uh, strong open weight championship. So I don't know what you do there, guys. Yeah, well, uh, I have a thought. Um, you know, I I did vomit when I saw that uh, at that Bloodsport <laughs> show, uh, Chris Dickinson beat Minoru Suzuki by like ref stoppage or something. That is vomit inducing. Um, and so that's probably your next, you know strong that's right champion right i mean that's kind of obvious well if it may, yeah maybe that yeah but it didn't happen on new japan tv so it really no. count that yeah mm. yeah it matters you know that wouldn't it, happen it, yeah that's not gonna happen like if it makes you indie, feel any better minara suzuki beat Rhett titus in a squash in six minutes to win the ring of honor world television championship yeah point being if some indie guy that no one's ever heard of is wrestling Minoru Suzuki, no matter who he is, he's not going to beat Suzuki unless it's someone mm-hmm. that's New Japan okays that. So like, you know, when yeah. I, I got a little insight to some of how this, some of this stuff works is that when, uh, like, for example, when Naito came over and I got to see him and stuff, like all of his opponents had to be approved. And that's why he wrestled like Michael Elgin a bunch of times because he was a New Japan guy. So like, you yeah. know, they had, they had to prove all the, all the finishes had to be approved, et cetera, you know, otherwise, and that was all talked about way before he came over there so that stuff's you know that stuff's all planned out and they wouldn't let that happen if that wasn't something that mattered so yep so yeah um they're doing good by suzuki and you know i love that he's having this kind of i know he's jobbing a lot more than we feel like he should and that's because he's one of our guys and we we want him to win all the time because he's awesome but i feel like he's having a bit of a renaissance in america you know he's pretty much done it all in japan and uh, now he's doing some of it in America. It's, it's pretty sweet to see. And uh, a lot of audiences are getting to know this guy. And uh thing like, Luke, Jesus Christ, this guy's scary. Like, remember that time I like was so hyped. I was like, oh, I'm going to go get to see Suzuki. And he's going to wrestle Moxley in my hometown. Oh, man, I can't wait. And I went to the show and I watched like 500 matches. And then I was about to say, Kaze Ninari. And the music just stopped. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, when you're in AEW. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I feel like I feel like Mr. Khan has uh, done right by him <laughs> since then, especially because uh, he doesn't want to get fucking murdered. So, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was bad when that happened. But uh, all right, Luke, what's the main event of this big show that, that we're talking about on the day that it happened? The day was that it happened. It is the outrageous, dangerous Tekkers yes. versus Kazuchika Okada. And Toriano. I don't know if you noticed this, Andy, but they come out in a really weird fucking order. Yes, I absolutely noticed this. This is interesting. Taichi comes out. He sings. I'm happy. Um, then I'm expecting, like, Zack Sabre Jr. to come out. Uh, no, Yano's music hits. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? 
then Zack Sabre Jr.'s music hits. I'm like, what? What is this? What? What is this kind of fucking? It, it, it just hurt my brain. I'm just like, what is this? And then of course, it kind of comes out last. Yeah. Now, Luke, if this was a, a musical concert, you know, I mean, I don't think that you know Tai Chi be opening for Okada. You know what I mean? Like oh, Okada's not known for music, so I think that you know Okada be opening for Tai Chi for sure. He's known for making it rain, and there's a certain man in this match who's sick of it raining. It rains every <laughs> all the time where he's from. Yeah, that's a spoiler to the fucking amazing killer promo that Zack Sabre Jr. cuts after this match. Dude, this match is freaking. Uh, I was about to say this match is chaos, but that's a Listen. little bad thing to say. Dude, take us through Rages Tekkers versus Okada Yano. This match is fucking balls out insane crazy. By the yeah, end of the is. match, there's no ropes. <laughs> right, <laughs> right yeah. It's wild. They Well, you know, this is like a 100% pure preview match. That's oh, what yeah. it is. And so, because we got Zack Sabre Jr. who's going to face uh, Okada for the title on uh, the ninth, and then we also have the... Uh, Kapow guys going at each other too. So it's like, you know, they start with Zack Sabre Jr. and Okada, and there's some really great like grappling stuff between those two, of course. And then the other two tag in. It's Tai Chi mm-hmm. and Yano, sumo. But, uh, you know, there was a part in this like whole sumo thing where Yano starts cheating using an obviously illegal chokehold of some kind. I can't tell what kind it is. It definitely um, wasn't Roman Greco. I know that much. No, no, because then, you know, Taichi gives an example of a proper one, which is great. Um, there's all the exposed turnbuckle shenanigans, um, and that allows the Tekker to get a, 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 some heat on Yano. And then uh, Okada is in after Yano hits the old atomic drop. That's his dragon screw, of course. And uh, Okada uses wacky holds on Taichi. Like, look, I can do the holds. And his look all weird. They're like, they're not as good. Come on. No. So, and you know what? He's probably doing that on purpose because he's that good at wrestling. But uh, Zack Sabre <laughs> Jr., it's, it's, it's true. Zack Sabre Jr. does uh, all of his Cobra twist stuff. And Okada actually, uh, you know, gets one as well, I believe. He tries to do his own. But he, uh, let's see, what does this say here? Um, I, don't know what that, I don't know what that means, but there's a big double down and the king of pro wrestling folks tag in. It's uh, Taichi and Yano and Yano takes the pants off. Unreal. Disgusting. And I love how Taichi, whenever he gets unpants, he acts like, oh, you know, That's <laughs> like, right. like he's naked. It's a Benny Hill moment. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. There's a really funny ref bump here. And I put this on Instagram because it was really funny. And basically what happens is there's a triple waist lock and it's like, it's like red shoes unos in front and you got like yano and then yeah. taichi and they're all it's like human centipede and then like they do a <laughs> reversal but fucking uh uno stays in front and then yano hits the ropes and tries to chop block taichi but he dives out of the way hitting the ref and so the ref gets chop blocked <laughs> dude i was, was hoping awesome. red shoes would get german suplexed uh, and I'm thinking like, oh, Richie's not going to take the German. Chumpy would have taken it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know if he would have made it all the way over though. No, <laughs> that's the problem. You, you got to get your springy guy in the front. That's that. uh, you know, <laughs> Tai Chi. He takes out Okada and attacks the announcer and all the young lions. Oh my god. And uh, and he's like, and you're kind of wondering what he's doing. Cause he's screaming at everybody. He wants them to do something. And you're like, well, what's he want? Does he want them to count the pin? Like what's going on? But then we learn 
What does he want him to do, Luke? I can't remember. My mind just blanked. Oh, <laughs> it's good podcasting. Okay. Well, he wants them to help him take the ropes off, as you mentioned. Oh, the ropes right. came off. And so, yeah. uh, you know, after a while, it takes a little while. Yano's just dead in the ring. I can't remember what he got hit with, but he's just dead. And so after the ropes are off, it's fucking sumo time, Luke. Tell me about the sumo time. <laughs> it's a worked sumo match right here in the middle of this yeah, match. It's, it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. Oh, my God. I don't – I think uh, I think this might be the first – I, I have to check, and that would mean more awesome stalling by me. But I'm pretty sure that Tai Chi won the vote on the, the, the match. I'm not sure. Let me just, oh my god! You know, there's a way to check, and yeah, it doesn't I'm say. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, we'll but, we'll find out. You can look on Twitter for that and see that. You know, of course. Of course you can. But yeah, this. <laughs> Yeah, the, I look. I love this Tai Chi Sumo gimmick. I I know it's it kind of started small, but I like that it's part of his persona and shit now. And he's yeah. got that gnarly, uh, what did I call it last episode? Accuser <laughs> elbow and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, um, I, man, why did my I watched this match twice just so I'd be fresh in my brain and it's, I'm totally blanking on it. But yes, it's a sumo portion. I've got it on my screen right now because I, I, I tried to like rewatch it before we started recording and I'm like watching, looking at Zap Saber Jr. tap out uh, Mr. Toriyanu right now. And it's freaking crazy. I think I just put it on again because I want to see it, that awesome promo again. So I do apologize. Uh, I was also busy playing a video game with my, my wife tonight, uh, Charity. We were playing Disco Elysium and... Uh, it did it in my time. You, you caught me out, Mr. Andy, and I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, the best thing to do when you get called out is just, my job. just randomly say words for the next 30 seconds. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm a big stupid dum-dum who just uh, is too honest for his own good. So uh... <laughs> that was funny. So, all right. So, Tai Chi gets sent into the ring post, but Zack Sabre Jr. just tags in. You know, because there's no ropes again. So they're like wrestling without ropes. It's fun. And we get some of that wonderful Yano, Zack Sabre Jr. stuff. But then Okada's in to save Yano. Zack Driver on Okada. Oh, shit. And Zack Sabre Jr. blocks a fair play attempt with his legs like we've seen him do in the past. And he makes Yano tap, as you said. It's a really, really fun main event. And after the match, the Techers celebrate. And Zack Sabre Jr. says he's going to win in many words but uh you know i i really love this this is so much fun and this is like one of those nights that like if you were at well we were but i mean if you were also at kurgan hall you just <laughs> you know you just be like yeah remember that night that the uh, tai chi had the right you know, ropes ripped off and that was pretty cool you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> so and by the way uh, uh the, the ref who counts the uh or dings for the submission and stuff is ref chumpy himself so he comes out yeah. for the ref save mm-hmm yeah, because he's he's almost as big of a hero as Okada. But, you know, yeah. Chumpy, or excuse me, not Okada, Great Okan. Because, yeah. But Chumpy is an unsung hero, whereas there's many songs that will be sung about Great Okan. They're better, and they better be great too. Dang, nabbit. But, yeah, I really love the promo at the end. Uh, he goes, you know, Dangerous Tech is, yeah, we're still a team. We won, we won the tag titles together, and now... We're singles now, but you know we're we're doing this as a team. Hey, my boy here, Taichi, 
He's going to be the freaking king of pro wrestling. And me, I'm going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Then he goes on a rant about hang, that his strong style. And uh, I'm like, well, yeah, you've got a completely different style than all the other wrestlers, but it's pretty strong. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So uh, <laughs> I'm just, I just slap it up when he cuts a promo. It's great. He also mixes in some Japanese because he's been learning. He's a, he's a, <sighs> he's a gem. He's he's just a I, I love Zack Saber Jr. and uh, <laughs> Taichi cuts a promo some promo as well. I don't understand any of it because I don't speak Japanese, but it's all like you know we're gonna win because you and me we're the best. We're outrageous, baby, outrageous takers. So yeah, that is our <laughs> one show that took us. Uh, however long to cover, but we did talk about other stuff and all that kind of shit. But before we leave, there's a big show on uh, at Rio Goku on the weekend. You're laughing for some reason. Fuck off. Well, this is <laughs> funny. I, you know, but uh, yeah, this is uh, you know, we kind of mention almost all this stuff already because mm-hmm. basically every title is going to be defended on the show i mean for the yep. most part except except for that bullshit ass strong oh <laughs> well and the united states title as well because yeah yeah because he's, he's it, i saw a picture of him recently and he was pointing at his eye and i was like that's no it's you're missing it's it's on the side of your head so you can't hear eyes what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so we have some fun matches like the start of the show will be like um Tanahashi, UGOD, and Jado versus Gato Yajiro, Chase, and Fale. Then we got uh, Shingo and Naito versus, yeah, Hinare and Osprey. But then uh, from the third match on, strap in, motherfuckers, because we've got Ask Masters versus the BC Cuties. Yeah, that's it. That's the real names of those tag teams. God yeah. dang it. And I love it. Then the fourth match, we've got the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 Championship match. It is. The, the trophy holder, Toriano, versus the challenger, Taichi. The fifth match, we've got Hiromu Takahashi versus Evil. Then we've got Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus Okan on the cob. We've got El Desperado versus Show. Jesus Christ, this is just bananas. And then to finish it off, we've got Kasuchika Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. This card looks both amazing and exhausting in a good way because uh, we're going to get a lot of blow-off matches and all that kind of stuff and title matches and shit. This is going to be awesome. The card's great. I can't wait. Yeah, look for story progression. I think that we're going to get some story progression with a lot of people on this show because yeah. now things can – we've already seen it with, with Bullet Club. You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm, I'm excited to see where some of this stuff goes. Uh, Luke, it might not be – you know, uh, too long before you and I are celebrating the new never open champion, Hiromu, champion of our heart, champion of our stuffed animals, and champion of the never open podcast. Oh my God. It has a great ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I love you, Evil, but um, we need a bit of a, a paradigm shift here with this never title. Take it in a new direction with a wrestler who can you know, pull out some non-nevery stuff, you know, he's flippy-dippy and all this kind of stuff, but Tarome is also as, as, as kind of never as it gets. He'll chop the shit out of anyone. Like, he doesn't give a shit, and he won't back down either. So he's he's very never as fuck. And, uh, oh, man, 
You know, like, I know there's all these cool matches on the card, but that's the one I'm like focused in on. I'm like, what's going on with the Never title? Boom, there it is. And then the rest yeah. of the show will just be a bonus for me. <laughs> Free wrestling. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm excited for the tag match because I want chaos to take a break. You know, we always talk about, we're like, yeah, can we get Tanahashi a day off? Or how about you, Jiro? Maybe a day off? Uh, how about Yoshihashi and Goto? How about giving them a little time off and let them come back with their Look, stupid sticks and bullshit? You're now two-time champion. Go away. Take a back seat because <laughs> we're on the fucking Great Okan train now, motherfuckers. Like, get out of here. I don't think either Great Okan or Jeff. No, Jeff Cobb's held the Never title. So yeah, yep. uh, he's he's held uh, he's held our prestigious Never gold. But yeah. uh, that was ages ago, and I want to see more gold on this man, and I want to see cause any gold on the Great Okan because he's great. So uh, yeah. Uh, if it was any other team, I might be like, eh, yeah, I'm happy with the Yoshi Goto, but I don't know, you're not. But uh, in this case, I'm just like, fuck them. It's Okan on the cob all the way, baby. It sure is, Luke. By the way, I think Okada's winning, but how amazing would it be if Zack Sabre Jr. won the title? Oh, my God. Yeah. I. It doesn't make any sense for that to happen, but man. No, it doesn't. I, I think it not would. Not in the 50th the year. The only thing that would make sense, the only reason you would do that is to make a splash. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it would make a splash, but not to like mainstream like folks. I don't think they would really, that would like click with them. But I don't would know. It put Japanese butts in seats is pretty much the biggest right. thing about it, right? No offense yeah. to Zach Sabre Jr. He's amazing. We love him. And we put him over absolutely any and all chances we get, but it's the 50th anniversary in New Japan. Yeah, I think uh, I think we have, we're not done by not done with Okada's title reign, not by a long shot. Listen, you know New Japan's full of top guys that would be top guys at every promotion that yeah. you could think of. But when there's a million of those guys on the car, you know, on your roster, it's it's we've always said New Japan's log jammed at the top, and this is just another step forward for Zack Saber Jr. because I would like to see him get screwed. That would be funny. You know, that would be good storytelling as if he is about to beat Okada, but some like through some kind of bizarre shenanigans that aren't really Okada's fault that Zack Sabre Jr., you know, would have mm -hmm. won, but he gets screwed. That would be cool because that would really put him over. But I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. But it'll probably just be a straight up match. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we both we both think like Okada's got a, what, 99 0.9% chance of winning. Zack Sabre yeah, Jr. knows he can't beat me, so he's not even going to try. Uh, <laughs> he's going to take that title to Wrestle Kingdom. I, I think yeah, it only makes sense for him to yeah. lose at Wrestle Kingdom next year. So, Yep. Yeah, 100% agree there. But, you know, Okada's going to make uh, Mr. ZSJ look really good, and Zack Sabre Jr. is going to look pretty strong in defeat as well. So, yeah, I don't mind. Like, I've kind of resigned myself to Zack Sabre Jr. not winning, but I'd, I'd love a surprise. New Japan, hey, Gato, throw us a curveball. Give us a freaking champion. And he's so credible because is there anyone he hasn't tapped out yet? I don't think so. He's kind of beat everybody, you know. I don't yep. know if he's – I wonder him and Jay White. I don't know. That's something for another show. I'm but, not uh, even sure if they've wrestled. Yeah, I'm sure they have. But – uh 
but yeah, I mean, you know, it's I'm interested to see what happens, uh, you know, going forward. So big show yep. coming up. And uh, also our 99th, this is episode 99. So episode 100 is coming next for you folks. And uh, it's going to be something else. So uh, I'd also oh, yeah. like to just ask everyone out there, if you're interested in more of our voices, go to the Road Home from Wrestling podcast. You can listen to yep. us cover one and two of the Expendable movies. And we will be doing three eventually. And then uh, I don't ever want to watch those movies again. In fact, I might uh, do a contest in the third episode that, uh, you know, with, like tell tell me what some contest thing and whoever wins gets my three copies of those movies because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fourth one's coming out this year. <laughs> oh, I don't. And since don't, we're pimping our other shit, stay tuned for tomorrow, everyone, because I've already watched the last movie that I'm about to review. And, uh, yeah, it's my fucking Citizen Kane. So, boom. Oh, awesome. I I am terrified to listen to your review. So, uh, spoiler alert, it's a good movie. So, just. A, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. Jesus. It's Christ. a fucking really good movie. The it's fact that none amazing. of these move, people had made movies before, and this is the fucking first attempt these motherfuckers do. Yeah. Holy yeah. make Jesus. Yeah. You got to watch Mank now. The That Netflix movie, Mank. Is yes. Like, tremendous companion to that movie but anyway that's not uh, japan so yeah i think we're uh we're pretty much uh shot our butt oh man we're one something oh that's having fun but hey come on in greater khan we trust bruschetta on brioche <laughs>